Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. of the paranormal to world headline news we cover it all welcome to the sacred division and now bishop james long Okay, everybody, so welcome to the presentation. Thank you so much for being here. I literally just had a uh, uh, crazy cuckoo Cookie cooch, whatever uh, issue with our stupid iPad. The iPad kept saying, You're using too much. I don't know why I keep saying that. I have plenty of space. I don't know why this iPad keeps doing it. It's driving me crazy. Uh, so, anyway, uh, so I am using this even an older iPad, and uh, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it, uh, I run I, on TikTok. I run the show on my iPad. And for some reason, this new this iPad that I got, it keeps telling me, giving me an error that I'm using too much whatever and that uh, I have to sh- close. I'm like, I don't have anything open. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What are you going to do? I'm gonna, probably going to have to um, restore it to its original factory setting, I think. I don't know. What are you going to do? Uh, anyway, uh, hello, everybody. I'm Bishop Long. Thank you very much. Yep, it is. It's an Apple iPad. So I'm going to talk to them and contact them and say, hey, you know, what's going on there? Uh, All right. Hi, I'm Bishop Long, and I appreciate you being here. Uh, Well, today's Friday. And besides the kooky, crazy, nutty iPad situation, literally just happened just as we went on. But that usually, that's the way it usually goes in. All right. uh, A couple things. I want you to know that if you want to go to our uh, sponsors, uh, of the show, it's uh, kgradb.com, k-g-r-a-d as in dog, b as in boy.com. Now, they have uh, paranormal shows there all the time, and they're really cool shows, and make sure you put Bishop as your promo code, because if you do so, you're going to get 30% off your subscription, so that's pretty simple. So you definitely want to make sure you take advantage of that. Uh, if you want to go to my website, you certainly can do that, bishopjameslong.com. There you go. And also, um, Night Prayers tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can just go to my website, scroll down to the very bottom where it says Night Prayer, and boom, that's it. Uh, it takes you right to the Night Prayer, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight. And also, the church's website. Everybody wants to know about the church. It's real simple, usocc.org. There it is. So now you have all the information <laughs> as fast as I can. As fast as get it out. Get, get, get it out. Just got to throw it out there to everybody. Uh, so anyway, the bishopjameslong.com and usocc.org. Okay, um, now I, I want to let everybody know about um, uh, finally, as I, I was able to talk about it on Wednesday because we got the notice literally on Wednesday during Bible study. So uh, we are able to finally now talk about the television show that I was a part of 
uh, from the Travel Channel. So uh, I'm really looking, I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully you are as well. It's called Eli Roth Presents Legion of Exorcists. And uh, the show is phenomenal. I, I tell you what, uh, there, there are exorcists. Basically, we gather together uh, at a church. The church was beautiful. The church was absolutely beautiful. This was in California. It, it truly was. It was a beautiful place. And we discussed our cases that we actually worked. And what they did is they recreated those cases um, while, we're ta- while we're talking about them. So it's a, it's a show that's never been aired. It, this has never been done before. That's why it is so unique. And uh, I've seen some of the recreations already, and I've got to tell you something. It was, um, they, they did a fantastic job on several of the episodes that we were able to see while we were filming, you know, last year. But I, I got to tell you something. It's, uh, you know, it's going to be intense. Uh, because, it, again, these are people who work the field. Uh, they're, no, they're not all Catholic. I, I, and that's fine because there are other denominations that have exorcists that are not Catholic. But, and we basically got together and we, we discussed some of our cases, what happened, how it affected us. And we described the cases in detail. And they recreated and I got to tell you something, the, the director, uh, Brian, he's, he was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. They had cameras there that the lens alone were, I, I forgot how much they were, I think 50 to 70,000 or something like that, just for the lens. These are the same, this is the, ca- the same cameras that they used to film this television show was the same cameras they used to film the movie Dune. And I didn't see the movie Dune, but apparently... That's the type of camera. I mean, these cameras are, wow. I mean, this was um, a big production, a big production. And I, I got to say something. Uh, you know, Eli Roth is, a, man, what a, he is such a class act. Uh, for those of you who don't know Eli Roth, he, he was, of course, he's the executive producer, and uh, it's his show. And, you know, if you've seen the movie Inglorious Bastards, uh, it, it's uh, with, um, it's a Nazi movie with uh, uh, Brad Pitt. And uh, he was the, uh, the guy with the baseball bat. But he also directed Hostel, too. Hostel and Hostel. So you, you know him. Uh, I'm sure you, if you like you know, horror movies, you've seen Eli Roth. I mean, he's just uh, he's one of those people who's done very, very well in this field. But I've got to tell you something. He really is a cool guy. He really is a cool guy. Um, you, it's interesting how when you get to, it is interesting when you meet people like that are famous like that, and they do these characters, uh, like the like the one he did with um, with uh, Brad Pitt, and, and this outrageous, over the top. I mean, just really these characters, and then you meet them in real life. It's it, it, you know, you, he's a very reserved, very respectful, quiet, but. Um, very gifted, so I think I think we're we're going to uh, hopefully you'll enjoy. Uh, no, uh, Ghost Adventures. No, 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 no. It's not Ghost Adventures. It's a show uh, that uh, I'm a cast member of called Eli Roth um, Legion of Exorcists. It starts June first at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I believe it's. I know it's on the Travel Channel um, and uh, Discovery Plus, HBO Max, I think, or HBO Plus. Uh, so it's going to be on several several networks. So there, yeah, Hostel. That Hostel was a very intense movie. It truly was. Um, okay, so yeah, and you can you can if you want to you can uh, Google Eli Roth. But I mean, he's been 
he's very well known. But he, like I said, he's a great guy, really likable person. So anyway, uh, June first. Uh, what did you do on the? Well, again, we talked about our. We gathered together, uh, exorcists from different denominations, and we sat and 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 discussed in a beautiful church. My goodness, this church is um, absolutely gorgeous. This chapel is so pretty. Man, it was beautiful. And we discussed the cases. And um, and they and while we're discussing them, they're going to show a recreation of those cases. And I think I think you'll you'll like it very, very much. So anyway, that's um, that's what we have going on. And hopefully, hopefully uh, you will uh, if you want to certainly uh, certainly do so. Uh, prayers for Boston. I'm not for sure what happened with uh, um, what happened with with Boston. I, I don't know what uh, I, I haven't really been. I've been so busy with ministry. I, I, I my I haven't. Um, yeah, someone said prayers for Boston. Was what happened? Is there something going on with Boston? Okay, well, just let me know about the Boston thing because I'm not really for sure what you're referring to. Oh, the largest satanic convention in the world is in Boston today through the 30th. I, 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 you know what? You can talk about this over and over and over, and you can educate people as much as you possibly can about it. But people are going to do what they're going to do. And then, well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. And then when they, when all hell breaks loose in their, in their life and they want to um, figure out why, why, why did it happen? And they want us to clean it up. Well, the answer is going to be no. No. Because I'm not the cleanup crew. If you're going to do something stupid, like participate in the world's largest satanic convention, and then when all hell breaks loose in your, in your, in your life, five or ten years down the, the road, don't c- expect people to clean up your messes. Stop making the mess. And I just, I don't understand why people, I just, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, we can't, it's not, this, you have to understand, this is not, there's no magical fix to this. So when, when people participate in, these, uh, you know, satanic conventions, and, and they're trying to remove Satan from Satanism. Well, that's stupid. That's, that's trying to remove Christ from Christianity. And, and also, they're trying to redefine what Satanism is. Well, don't, don't fall for that. Just don't fall for it. Don't, don't fall for that. Because what, what the, the, the theory is, is, well, we'll, we'll, we'll just accept everybody. Everybody is welcome. That can, and then they, they attack Christianity and say, those people don't welcome everybody. Those people are evil. Those people exclude people. And then what people do is they think, yeah, then they turn their backs on Christianity because you have. And it's true. You do have a lot of people who claim to be Christians who are very, very aggressive with their judgment. And then people turn away from Christianity because of it. But, but that's not Christianity. Christianity actually is welcoming and loving everybody. And so what Satanism has done is taken the concept of Christianity, of what Christ spoke about love and compassion to all, and then say, this is what we stand for. The Christian stands, stand, church stands for exclusion. 
and, and then people turn away from Christianity. Well, I'm telling you, that's not true. What they are, I, I, and, and there's a bit a lot of, um, unfortunately, there's been a lot of terrible activity within the, within the Christian churches demanding. I've seen some of these videos where they're demanding, demanding their, their parishioners to tithe and then even embarrass them in the middle of, of service because they didn't give 10 or 20 percent. That's not Christianity. That's a fraud. That's a fraud. And I just, to me, I just, I find it appalling because so many people who are using the term Christianity and then they're, they're destroying it. They're destroying the message. But, you know, what are you going to do? <clears throat> uh, it's just one of those things. Um, oh, you not heard of that? Yeah, and, and that's, the churches are not supposed to be like, churches are supposed to be welcoming. Churches are supposed to be loving. Churches are supposed to be um, embracing individuals. I mean that's what that's what uh, we're we're that's what we're supposed to do, uh, but unfortunately you have a lot of people, uh, even on, on social media, a lot of pastors who go on and say that women who have are divorced are going to burn in the fiery pits of hell, or people who are this, or people who are that, or it's like, dude, you know you're not you're not God, you're not God. Shut up. You pray for people is what you need to do, not judge them. Okay, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. With, what you have to understand, um, I, I, as, as clergy, I get called out many, many times, so I, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing tomorrow uh, or the next day. And thank you, Janelle, for the books. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. All right. Um, so tonight, by the way, we are going to have a really cool conversation. We're going to talk about the first hour, true ghostly encounters and scary stories. And I'm really, really looking forward to that. Uh, really, um, Hollywood are turning a yellow-green. I have no idea what you're referring to. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah, thank you very much. So tonight, how many of you, let me just, just say yes or no. I'm curious, how many of you have had what you would consider maybe a ghostly experience just say yes or no and I, i'm just really kind of cu- curious about what you guys think about that because so yes yes oh wow there's a lot of people who said yes on tiktok everybody's saying pretty much yes okay no's michelle yes 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 man there's a lot of people See, this is amazing. This truly is, um, this is amazing. So many people are, now there's a few people who are saying no, but I, clearly the majority of people on here are saying absolutely yes. See, this is why I, this is why I do this ministry because I, I try to, to educate people and let you know that you're not alone, that there are people that are just, are just like you, just like you're, you and your family, and they are going through hell. They are absolutely going through hell. And I got to tell you something. Um, some of these stories are pretty, pretty cool, and I want to share them with you. They're cool as, far as, as an investigator perspective, but if you're going through it, it's probably not so cool. I'm working a case right now where uh, there, there's a family, and they are going through, it's in Illinois, they're going through some scary, scary stuff. Uh, the children, there are three kids. And so there's a mom and dad, of course, and they're, they're younger. 
and, and they do like the paranormal stuff, but they don't let the kids watch it. The kids are younger. And so the kids um, share a bedroom. And they all have, the, they have like three separate beds in there. Uh, but one of the kid, one of the kids who is nine years old, she keeps complaining that her bed, her, um, uh, her sheets, her bed sheets are being pulled off of her at night. And at one time she was screaming really loud because something yanked her covers from her. And I mean, actually yanked it. And she was screaming bloody Mary. Well, I, I suggested to her family to put, you know, at least a, um, a camera up there just to kind of find out, if it, you know, is this her doing it? Perhaps maybe she had a dream and she's kicking it off. I'm thinking the logical perspective first. So this is the first thing. I don't immediately say demons, demons, demons. So I, I say, well, let's find out. Let's find out for sure. Let, why don't we go ahead and put a camera up there and then you, can, you can record it and you can verify. So they did that. And it was the other night. Uh, she was uncomfortable by going in the room, but her parents said, you'll be fine. We have the camera. Just go to sleep. I promise you. The other kids are not being bothered, but they, but they, they do see the shadow. They, they are talking about the shadow. So they see that, but the shadow is not bothering them. But for some reason, this, this thing is bothering her. So the parents then, they, uh, you get a notice uh, on, this fo- on, on their little phone if there's movement. So they got a notice, a notification on their phone. They were in the, in the living room, and they got a little notice saying that there was some type of movement on that camera. They opened their phone, and they looked at this phone, and they, could, they saw. You could, I can see the bed sheets where her feet are. You can see it being pulled down further and further, and then you could see her jerking it up like this, and she, she just, you know, said, stop. And she's turning over to her side, and she's holding on to the blanket uh, really tight because she, she's so stressed. She's, she's afraid. And you see it again. It's almost like handprints like uh, on these bed sheets, and it pulls. And you can see it pull and pull and pull. And then she pulls it up again, and she's, stop it. And her parents are watching this and recording it. It's, it happened very fast. So, but then she pulled it up again, and she grabbed it, and the bed sheet just flung i mean completely off of her and i I looked at the uh the video to see if because there's a lot of people that they are faking they're faking videos and but there are uh there's a friend the friend of mine he does a video analysis and he has equipment i mean thousands we're talking thousands of dollars worth of equipment that you can easily and i don't know how he does it but you can easily determine if it's been edited and of course, or if somebody is there, if they, have, if they have wire or something, he's able to do this with filters and items. So I sent him the, the video. Well, first of all, it is, there's, it's completely, uh, it, it's consecutive. It doesn't stop. So there is no stopping to where you can splice and edit and cut or anything like that. It's a smooth, nonstop. It doesn't edit. It just goes, you can see the, count, the counter. Uh, and he was able to put it on the filter uh, and check. There's nothing there. There's, there. There are no wires there. There's absolutely no wires. Uh, she's nine. And so that, that family is definitely, and they're hearing bangings on the wall, and they hear the family, uh, and, and this is how it started. This is how the, the family does. The mom and dad, they love the paranormal. There's nothing wrong. Okay, fine. They love the paranormal. But they love haunted items. 
So they went online and they bought uh, this doll. And it's like a creepy, um, I don't know, it, it's a, it looks like a creepy zombie doll. That's the only way I can describe it. They bought this creepy zombie doll from an individual in New Orleans. And uh, this individual is supposedly all into this, to, to witchcraft and all this other stuff. And they told me, oh, yeah, the, the doll's haunted. So they collect them. They like collecting these weird oddities. They collected it, and they brought it home, and now they're having these issues. I, 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 folks, look, look stay, stay away from these haunted items. Just stay away from them. There's nothing good. There's nothing. Yeah, they brought it in. That's how the invitation that is how the invitation started. There's nothing good. So this nine-year-old girl is terrified. So now she is going and staying with her grandmother. Uh, she, won't, um, she won't sleep in, in the bedroom anymore. So that's now I'm going to have to go to the family in Illinois, and I'm going to have to bless, do the minor rite of exorcism because there's something there, and I'm going to take this doll. So I'm just, uh, folks, just stay away from haunted items. This really is, you have to remember that if you have kids... Or if you have anybody else living in your, in your house, just not just you, uh, you have to remember that your actions affect other people. And so you bring something in like that, there, there's a lot of people. Uh, look, Allison says, uh, why do people, why, uh, why would you do that? I agree with you, but in paranormal conferences, there are a lot of people selling items that they claim are haunted. eBay is full of alleged haunted items. Uh, I mean, full. As a matter of fact, I just got, I got it in today. I got it in today. Um, oh, I bless the doll. And uh, there is, then I, I teach about these things. And I'm going to be doing that, I think, next week. So, Shannon uh, Ch- Long 30, remind me. So, uh, next week, we'll talk about haunted items. And I'll, I'll talk about several of the things that I have next week. I am going to be showing a brand new, why someone, why they buy these things. They um, a brand new uh, John Wayne Gacy painting. And these people paid a lot of money for this painting. Uh, but they brought it home, and lo and behold, and now they don't understand why there's activity occurring in their home. So right now, I say, th- see, one, two, three. I think I have three paintings now of John Wayne Gacy. So I d- d- stay away from this stuff. And these are paintings. These are actual, these are originals. These are, these are original paintings. Stay away from this stuff, guys. This stuff is not something to play around with. And I, I got to tell you something. You know, I, I agree. People shouldn't waste money. They, but they do. Well, people like, you got people, you have to remember people, there are a lot of people that love oddities. They love collecting these things. And they see them, you know, on television. They're like, oh, I, you know, I want to collect one. I want to check. I want to see if it's real. I want to see, okay, well, this is all like, well, I've actually said this before. I've told this story before, but I can tell you this. I told one of my stories on the television show that's coming out June 1st. And you're going to see the direct result of what this family went through. I'm not going to tell it again because the, 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 the director asked me to not, to not to talk about the story anymore because they, they want to show you. So uh, they, they, they bought a doll, and that's all I'm going to say. And they paid dearly for it. So that's, uh, I've talked about, I've talked about the story before, but anyway. So um, I have not seen Nefarious, but I do want to see that, uh, Allie. 
That's actually going to be a movie I'm going to be really interested in watching. But, yeah, it's true. And I'm so next week I'm going to have my uh, haunted items, and I'm going to be talking about that next week with you guys. As a matter of fact, there was a family that brought in a um, a Teddy Ruskin kind of a thing, and they didn't think anything of it. I mean, this, they they just thought you know it would be cute for their for their for the child to have, and this Teddy Ruskin, it was no big deal. I mean, it was a you know the the father remembered it from you know when he was a long time ago, and he just wanted to buy it for his, his, his child. Well, they bought it, and it was for a baby, and they put it in the crib, and he was sleeping, and they were sleeping. And then he heard this doll, this Teddy Ruspin, go off. And, you know, he didn't really think much of it. I guess he thought, well, you know, the baby's, you know, awake and playing with it. And then he realized there's a problem. So he went into the baby's room, he picked up the Teddy Ruspin, he turned it around, and he realized, and he remembered, he never put batteries in that machine. So that, that machine actually was talking and saying things that were not programmed in that machine. As a matter of fact, and people on TikTok can verify this, I actually had this, that Teddy Ruspin live on air showing it and turning around. Everybody could see there were no batteries, turning it around again, and it started talking. Uh, so the people in the um, at TikTok, you might, you guys might remember that. So uh, next week we'll we'll do that, and uh, I have several uh, new items that uh, that people have said. Look, I brought it home, and crazy things have happened. And so, stay away from guys. Just stay away from them. It really is. It, it truly is. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You saw that. Yeah. Sorry, Jason. You saw you saw that as well. It was crazy. That thing went off. What do you recommend someone doing if this happens? Uh, well, look, if you buy something and something like that happens, you need to contact clergy who knows how to. You don't get rid of them. Uh, I am going to be showing you uh, next week um, some uh, an item that I, I was able to get because of, uh, it's an old Ouija board that someone had purchased from an antique uh, shop, and they started playing around with it and uh, – well, I'll, ta- I'll tell about the case. It's a very, very violent case. Uh, so I- I'll talk about that uh, next week. All right. So we'll be doing that again. Okay. Uh, it, well, I can't remember exactly what it said uh, on air, but I know one time it said play with me. Uh, when I played it, one, I had it one time. It said play with me. Play with me is not, it wasn't. And I called the company who made the Teddy Russell, and they said play with me is not, uh, was not, um, programmed into the little computer bank i guess they have it so it, it's insane well hello cuba and welcome and welcome to all of you guys i appreciate you being here so let's talk about some creepy stories that are true true haunted stories okay um yeah well don't burn them don't don't no 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 don't actually that's what you don't want to do you don't want to cleanse them cursed items with fire no no that's what you don't want to do so if you have haunted items, uh, that the, the, it, you need to close that portal. And the way you do that is you have, uh, you have, you contact, contact me. If you have a haunted item and you need it gone, contact me and we will take care of it. And that's what I do. I, I, when I do my paranormal conferences, I teach people about this and how scary this stuff is and how real it is. And so... So that's what you do. Facebook is the best way to contact me. Okay. 
So this is um, from Victoria Honoré, and these are some real stories. No, I never charge. Nope. Ken, I've never charged. I've been doing this over two decades. Never charged one penny. I pay for all this out of my own pocket. So, nope, never charge and never will. And, uh, and I, I mean, I, some people do, and I, I don't, you know, I, that's, that's their choice. But I've never charged. And I, and I travel all over the United I mean, I'm Florida, Tennessee, Ohio, Illinois. I uh, went to Texas, uh, Mississippi. Um, I've been to uh, Georgia several times, Wisconsin. Uh, I actually was in uh, Colorado. I had to uh, do a, a filming in Colorado. And that, while I was there, I was also able to help a family that was having some demonic issues. And then uh, Los Angeles, when I went to the filming for the television show, I had a couple extra days that I stayed, purposely stayed because I worked the case there in California that it was a demonic case. But no, nope, never charge. Okay, so let's talk about this. Here's a true story. It says, I used to work night shifts in a nursing home. Nursing homes are creepy. Hospitals at night are creepy. They really are. Uh, So one night I called out to a resident who had a habit of wandering in the night across the gallery that overlooked the nurse's station. And she had been hurrying back and forth for a good while. My colleague next to me asked who I was speaking to. And when I explained, they said, "Uh, really? She died two nights ago. I cannot tell you. uh, I cannot tell you how many times that has happened. People have, have told me that. If you ever go to a conference near Colorado, you know, I want Jennifer, I, I tell you, Jennifer Bailey, I, I would love to go to a conference in, uh, in, I'd love to go to Colorado again. I love Colorado. Love it. I, I tell you what, I went to, um, I went to Denver and I was there with some friends. Uh, they were Bigfoot investigators as well. And I actually went, we went on this big mountain. And of course, I couldn't stop thinking about John Denver. I mean, St. John Denver. But we found a, to me, it looked like a shelter that I think, I truly believe a Bigfoot made that. And people think, oh, that's great. That's crazy. I'm going to, I'm going to do a show, another show on Bigfoot, and I'll show you the film. So, all right, listen to this story. When I was about eight years old, about a week after my family's beloved dog had died, I was home alone playing on the computer. The house was dead silent until I heard the unmistakable sound of dog claws clicking on the wood floor in the hallway, specifically our dog. She would walk with a slight limp that created a a distinct rhythm when her nails hit the floor. I looked in the hall, saw nothing. Then I looked back at the computer and I heard it again. I even called for my mom. There was no response. Despite the fact that our dog, assuming that it was her, would not have heard a fly, I was scared enough that I booked out of the door and went over my neighbor's house until my parents came home that later that evening the story also is our dog passed away six months ago i man let me tell you something there's a lot of people a lot of people who've told me that they've experienced this and uh, no matter what you guys think i i have been told a, a lot of people that this stuff happens oh you have oh you have you had a visit of uh, the hat man See, the hat man is an interesting, that's an interesting dilemma for me. I can't, um, I've talked to people who've had the, the hat man. For those of you who don't know, it's a, uh, some people have described this uh, like a, um, a black shadow. And you can clearly see the silhouette of a, of a tall person. 
and he wears a, a tall, you know, uh, like an Abraham Lincoln uh, top hat. And there's a lot of people who have seen this thing. I've never seen the hat man. So I, I've never seen. So, um, so why do our loved ones have passed hide? Why can't they be viewed? Or Well, see, that's a good question. A lot of people would refer to them as, the question is, is why do our loved ones hide? Well, they're not necessarily hiding. Remember, they, they exist in spirit form. I, I do not believe. Uh, people will always say that all spirits are demons. That is not right. That is, ap- I, am, I am firmly in disagreement with that. And I'm telling you this from someone who uh, I have investigated 35 years ago. I investigated Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Louisville, Kentucky. So I've been in the paranormal field for a long, long, long time. I've been in places that are truly demonic. And I've been in places that are not demonic. And in both places, both cases, I have seen uh, shadow people is what they're referring to. The, the theory is, is that obviously our, the, in spirit form, they live in spirit, uh, energy. They don't have the physical body as we do. The, the shadow people, the, the theory is, is they have to have enough energy to manifest like an apparition. That's why many times if you go to a location and you have batteries or anything electronic, all of a sudden your batteries just drain, just wham. And I've, you know, I have been to Minnesota. I love Minnesota. As a matter of fact, I was going to go to a, um, the seminary, the graduate school. I think it was in St. Cloud. There's a seminary up there. Um, no, I was undergrad, uh, but I decided to go to Loyola University in Chicago. I was looking at the, in St. Cloud, Minnesota, uh, there is a uh, St. Thomas, I think it's called. Yep, I believe a St. Thomas um, uh, seminary. They had a, sem- a small seminary program, but I decided to go to uh, Loyola. But so anyway, the, the black shadows are what many people would say could be spirits, ghosts trying to manifest, and they simply don't have enough energy to do so. And, and that's why your batteries will completely drain. I have been in cases before where I've seen black shadow, shadow people, and batteries will just zap. I mean, just zap. Everything's just zapped to nothing. And you can see a full body apparition. So that's the theory. But again, do we know for a fact? No, but we can just tell you this is what we've experienced as, uh, as investigators. Uh, yeah, I love I loved St. Cloud. It's a, it was a beautiful... I believe it was St. Thomas. I believe it was. But listen to this case. And by the way, if any of you guys, and I've talked to you guys about this before. So he, oh, I'm, gonna get, I'm getting the car. I hope, I hope, fingers crossed, everybody. A buddy of mine, Matt, uh, he is going to try. Uh, he thinks he might, have, he might have found the issue with my Jeep. So he's going to put the transmission all back together again because you know, he took it all apart to find out what was wrong with it. And I think... He thinks he knows what the issue is, so he's going to put it all. I don't know how he's going to do it. I, I swear. I, I told him it's like surgery. You, you take every. I, I would put. I would put the transmission where the motor's supposed to be. I'm telling you, but anyway, you should see it. It's completely. It's gutted. God love it. But he's going to do it this weekend. He's going to try to put it everything back together. Hopefully, we found the problem. Uh, if we do, if you have a haunted location, yeah, my Jeep is haunted. <laughs> If you have a haunted location or you know a haunted location and you know the owner of that location and they would be interested in me doing a live show, I will do that. 
so I'm going to um, uh, the Bel Air house. I know Kristen Lee. She owns the Bel Air house. I've talked to her multiple times about going there and doing an actual live show. So there, that's the goal. As soon as I can get this Jeep fixed, uh, I'm, I want to hop in my, my car and go to these haunted locations and do a live show. Uh, no, she hasn't sold it. I think she, she it, last I heard, she hasn't sold it. Haunted Hill House, uh, great friends with the owner. Well, do me a favor, Jax. Yeah, well, can you reach out to him? Yeah, and, and maybe you and I, Jax, maybe you and I can, um, maybe we could do something on a Friday. That'd be great. Listen to this. The Axe Murder House. The Vasilla Axe Murder House in Vasilla, Iowa, is well-known tourist attraction for ghost hunters uh, and horror lovers alike. The site of a gruesome, unsolved 1912 murder in which six children and two adults, folks, they had their skulls completely crushed in by the acts of an unknown perpetrator who purchased. Well, it was purchased, by the way, in 1994. It was restored to its 1912 condition and converted into a tourist destination. Now, if you're wanting to know, this is the place that I would love to go. I've never been there. Uh, it costs. Uh, it's a big money, so I don't think I'd be able to do it unless the owner said, come on, we'll, we'll take care of it. But it's $428 a night. Ooh. Um, you're, you're a little different, Bishop. <laughs> you can access this if anything happens. I, that's right. That's right. We can do it. But it costs $428 a night to stay at the old haunted home. That would be, I, that would be amazing. Just the historical aspect where visitors always report strange paranormal experiences such as a visions of a man with an axe roaming the halls. Or the faint screams of children. Oh, goodness. So both, uh, but in uh, November of 2014, the haunting took a darker turn. For those of you who don't know, Robert Stephen Larson Jr., he's 37 years old at that time, uh, in from Wisconsin, was on a regular recreational paranormal visit with friends when true horror struck. His companions found him stabbed in the chest. It's an apparently self-inflicted wound. They called 911, and Larson was brought to a nearby hospital before helicopter to Creighton University Medical Center in Omaha. The Montgomery County Sheriff's Office said Larson suffered the self-inflicted injury about 12.45 a.m. By the way, which is around the same time the 1912 axe murders in the house began. So Larson recovered from his injuries, thank God, uh, but has never spoken publicly about what happened that day. For Martha Lynn, the owner of the home, the incident was very upsetting. Quote, it's publicity, but it's not exactly the kind of publicity you desire to have. I don't want people thinking that when they come to Vasilla Axe Murder House, something's going to happen. That's going to make them do something like that. The house remains open for tourist visits and overnight stays even today. So uh, if you know, uh, if you know this, uh, if you know the uh, the owners of the Vasilla Axe Murder House and uh let's contact on Facebook. Facebook is the easiest way to reach me uh, only because I have so many, I have so many messages on TikTok. So I, I would, I would do that. I would absolutely go there and I would do a live show and every one of you would be able to watch it. I think that would be pretty cool. Let me get this. Hold on one second. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why this uh, stupid iPad, uh, when I first started, the iPad said, you're using too much Whatever it is. So I, I don't know why it keeps doing that. And I'm not. That's what I understand. It has 256 gigabytes and only 30 and it's only 30.7 gigabytes. So I, I, I've got to I've got to call Apple and find out. 
they're going to have to fix that. Okay. <clears throat> so let's do this. Well, uh, is this a uh, attractive? Uh, let's see. I don't understand why this. It's. I think people are attracted to it because it is the unknown. And for me, I love. I love the paranormal. I I absolutely love the paranormal. I I'll, 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 I always have and always will. However, yes, there it, it is dangerous. And I've talked about this. Uh, how my iPad is possessed. I think it is. But I I've talked about. Um, about this many times when I do paranormal conferences and I teach people about the dangers of paranormal investigating, there's dangers with it. You, you can't, uh, you can't avoid the dangers that come with paranormal investigating. So, uh, and by the way, thank you for the 47,000 likes on TikTok. I sincerely, sincerely appreciate that. Um, yeah, well, I'm not going to turn the comments off. I'm just going to leave the comments on. Uh, I think we're fine. Okay. The haunted doll here. Listen to this. When you think of haunted dolls, it's likely the creepy old Victorian-looking porcelain kind that springs to mind, none of which you probably have lying around, hopefully. Well, still, don't get too comfortable around any kid toys soon. You see, a Disney, get the, a Disney's frozen Elsa doll was gifted for Christmas in 2013 in the Houston area. It made headlines earlier in the year when it seemingly became haunted. So the family decided to throw the creepy doll out in December of 2019. Not a good idea. Weeks later, they found it inside a bench in their living room. Quote, the kids uh, insisted that they didn't put it there. And I believed them because they wouldn't have dug through the garbage outside. Uh, this person told the uh, KPRC to Houston News. And at that point, Elsa ceased to sing the English rendition of Let It Go altogether, speaking only Spanish when pressed. Now, the family then double-bagged the bizarre doll and placed it at the bottom of their garbage, which was taken out on garbage day. Okay, so they went on a trip shortly after. And when they returned, Elsa, too, had come back and was waiting in the backyard of their home. Now, this time, the family mailed Elsa to a family friend in Minnesota, whom taped the haunted doll to the front bumper of his truck. It doesn't seem to have made its way back to Houston yet, as per Madonna's latest uh, February Facebook update on the creepy doll. Here's, people ask me about this all the time, so I'm, I'm going to answer it. They always ask me about haunted objects. And they say to me, you know, does a demon possess the item? No. Demons do not possess the item. Demons do not possess um, a building. Demons possessed, possess humans. Now, there's a difference between possession and attachment or infestation. So, for example, you go out and you paranormal investigate. Uh, you uh, in a place that maybe have a demonic uh, activity. And you say, is anyone here? Can you make a noise? Can you do whatever? Whatever it might be. That's the invitation. And now the demonic has attached itself to you. You then go home. Now, the demonic has infested itself in the home. Do you understand? So that doesn't possess, that you can't possess a building or a home. That just simply doesn't exist. People say, a possessed building. No, no such thing. A building can't be possessed. They can, it can be infested, but there is no possession. So that's why the minor rite of exorcism is then performed. You don't perform the minor rite of exorcism on the building. Or the home. You bless the home or building. 
and then you perform the minor rite of exorcism on the demonic that has infested itself within the home. Okay, so a demonic can attach to an object for the sole purpose of enticing you to purchase this item, whatever it may be, and then you take it home. Now you have infestation. So people have described this before. For example, uh, the Ouija board. Uh, there was a, um, a family, they love the paranormal, and they go. They love these oddity shops, and they go, went into this oddity shop. I forgot where, what, somewhere down south. And I can't remember if it was the mom or the dad. It's been so long since they told me, but it was like the mom or the dad. I can't remember. Uh, but they it became obsessed. I think it was the father. He became almost obsessed with this with this Ouija board. He could not stop thinking about it. And and the the, the store had all kinds of things you could buy. I mean, they, all kinds of stuff, all kinds. But he just every time he looked at something, he was just I got to go back. I got to go back. And he just kept staring at this thing. It was enticing him. It it, it was taunting him almost to a point where. He, he could not stop thinking about it. So he eventually bought it. And then he brought it home. And then he had, they had a demonic uh, infestation issue. But that's what, it, that's what happens often with these, these things. You have to be very, very careful with buying uh, items, especially stay away from Ouija board. Just stay away from them, folks. Please. Just, it just yeah. You're right. You're right, uh, Sue. Says it's like rat, rats. They get in, and you've got to get them out. That is so true. And once they're in, it is very difficult. Uh, it's very difficult. Oh. Uh, well, I, I don't know, Nancy. I don't know. So I had a very interesting uh, experience with a Ouija board. It may have actually saved my uncle's life. I, I, uh, let me just say something. Uh, let me say, I, I hear what you're saying, Nancy. Maybe one day I'd like to talk to you about that. But you, you have to remember that demonic entities can, can th- offer you a carrot, and that is a way for them to just simply and then reel you in. So you, I, I have worked many cases, many cases where people uh, use the Ouija board. And, and many times it wasn't violent at all. It was just, oh, this is cool. And this is the little child and this is the whatever it might be. And then three years later, then all of a sudden now they're having major activity in their home. So I, I just I, I'm very skeptical of that. I just uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, awake, uh, awake, uh, for instance. Uh, why do demonic thoughts? No, demonic entities cannot read your mind. That's incorrect. They're not all knowing, so demons cannot read your mind. So let me let me explain this. Okay, and then we're gonna get we're gonna get into uh, some more stories, and that's okay because that's what we're here for, to answer your questions and tell stories about uh, some stories that have happened. Demonic entities cannot read your mind. Remember, if people want to put demonic entities on par with God, all knowing everywhere, and you can't do that. It, it, they're just simply not. They are created beings. Now. There's a diff- people get that confused with what's what's called a retrocognition. Okay, so I forgot who asked that question. So retrocognition is the ability to know your sins, but it's not because they can read your mind. So um, what the demonic entity does, let's say for, that that falls under ordinary demonic activity. So I'll, I'll let me. I'll tell you what. I promise you, I'll teach you that at the top of the hour. Okay. So someone remind me around 8 o'clock, about 15, 20 minutes from now, talk about uh, retrocognition, and we'll do that, okay? And, I, and I'll be happy to, uh, that's what I'm here for, uh, to, to teach, and that's what I love to do. Anytime I can teach about the paranormal and demonology, I love doing it. It's a passion of mine. So, okay, 
Listen to this story. This is a true story. It's a deadly exorcism. In August 2016, in North London, 26-year-old Kennedy Ife began acting strange and aggressive following a pain in his throat. Now, he reportedly a bit, uh, 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 poorly, a little bit to his father, threatened to cut off. And now listen, he reportedly, okay, how can I say this? Because there, there, there might be children. He, uh, he bit his father, and then he allegedly threatened to cut off a, uh, a private part of himself and complained of a python or snake inside of him before his family restrained him to a bed with cable ties and excessive force. The BBC reported, by the way, uh, quote, the family then set about attempting to cure Kennedy through restraint and prayer over the next three days, the court was told. Now, his brother, Colin Ife, told police, quote, it's clear that that thing was in him. What we believe was a demon because it was not natural. It was clearly trying to kill him, he said. We had to restrain him for himself. It was clear that if we didn't restrain him, he could have tried to harm people in our family. Okay. So Kennedy Ife had, had been bound to his bed for three days without medical attention. That's abuse. When his brother called emergency services explaining that Kennedy Ife was complaining of dehydration. You think? He appeared to have developed breathing issues and was pronounced dead at 10.17 a.m. As the Independent reported, while police were at the house, Colin Ife allegedly carried out an attempted resurrection by chanting and praying for Mr. Ife. All seven of Kennedy's Ife's family members were accused of manslaughter, as they should have been, false imprisonment, they should have been, and causing or allowing the death of a vulnerable adult. A post-mortem examination revealed over 60 wounds, including a possible bite on Kennedy Ife's body uh, and his father, Kenneth Ife, along with uh, four of his brothers, sustained injury as well, the BBC reported. Kenneth Ife told jurors he ordered his sons to take shifts and use overwhelming force but denied that an association with cults, occults, and secret societies played any part of his death. After a, uh, a four-day jury deliberation, all seven family members were cleared. Did you hear what I said? They were cleared of charges on March the 14th, 2019. Uh, Mystic, you remember that? How? How? I, okay. I, I don't I, I don't understand, folks. I don't get that. Now now this is the problem. This is what this is what I've been saying. This is what I've been saying about how people playing exorcists they they're going to end up killing people and they have, and then when they end up killing the person, uh, they're going to be uh, they're going to be thrown in in uh, in jail and charged with manslaughter and they should have been. I understand that perhaps maybe the family was distraught. I get it. I, I understand that. But you don't just take matters in your own hands and restrain somebody for three days and using excessive force. How, after a four-day jury deliberation, how can seven family members, how can they be cleared of charges? The, the, the problem is this. I, I understand. This is why people say, well, I'm, an ex I, I'm, I'm a Christian, so therefore I can perform exorcisms. If you don't know what you're doing, 
And if you don't have medically, somebody who's medically trained, an EMT or somebody there monitoring the vitals of the possessed, you could absolutely kill someone. Thank you very much. That's very kind of you. I think uh, someone's offering a gift to the ministry. So, I, so I, thank you very much. I, I just, to me, I just um, look at the Emily Rose case. I agree. Matter of fact, um, uh, I talked about, I'm, I'll, I'll do again, uh, the Emily Rose and some other actual real life exorcism cases. I'm, I'm, that's on the schedule because I, I've talked about Emily Rose before, uh, but it's true. This is, this it. I believe that if you're performing exorcism on someone, you better have your, your, your T's crossed and your I's dotted. And you need to make sure, you absolutely need to make sure that if the person is clearly distributing signs of distress, and they will, you've got to have somebody who's, who's trained there, who's medically trained. Because a person can go into a heart attack or stroke. And I understand the restraint. I get the restraint. Because, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with someone who's possessed... You, not only do you have to worry about the people that are there, because the demonic can certainly cause physical harm uh, to, the, to the clergy or to, to anyone who's there, but also they can harm themselves. And, and in many cases, they do. So I understand even the restraint. But here's what you need to understand. If you perform an exorcism on someone and you've restrained them without having permission, that's illegal. In the, in the United States. You can go to prison for that. That's nothing, that's nothing to play around with. I have performed 30 exorcisms on people who were validly possessed. And remember, again, the show that I'll be appearing on, on June the 1st, on the Travel Channel and um, HBO and, and Discovery, uh, it's called uh, Eli Roth, Legion of Exorcist. And we're going to be taught, we, we talk about, there's uh, several of us exorcists, it's a round table. We discuss our cases. They recreate them. And you're going to see some of the cases that we worked as, there, as a recreation. This is not something to play around with. And this, to me, bothers me. This, um, uh, I, I have not been into the Sally House, however, uh, I would like to. And uh, one of our, our, our team members did, this was about, I think, maybe 15 years ago. Uh, Blurp uh, on uh, YouTube is asking, whatever, go into the I would go to the Sally House. I would love to. Uh, here's the uh, issue with the Sa- Sally House, if you don't know. We have a video. No, not a video. We have a picture of, clearly, you see this. This is a demonic. I mean, there's no if, ands, or but about. This is a demon in the Sally House. You cannot, there's no way to uh, to disagree. Maybe I'll do a 60-second um, video on, on TikTok about it. But I, I got to tell you something. Sally House is no joke. But I, I would I would go there. So anyway, when you're doing an exorcism, you better know what you're doing because if you don't, uh, you can get in some serious trouble, or you can and you can hurt somebody. Okay, listen to this story. Um, when the uh, Brett Zuis family decided to insulate their home in Auburn, Pennsylvania, in 2015, they discovered it had already been with scores of dead animal carcasses. Fox reported this. The dead animals, they were, they were going to, uh, they just want to insulate their home. So the dead animals were wrapped in newspapers from the 1930s and 40s and were among half-used spices and other items. After removing the items, they sent hundreds of artifacts and carcasses to an expert in Kurtztown. The expert attributed the rotting animals in their walls to 
powwow or Dutch magic. It's a ritual uh, originating in the culture of the Pennsylvania Dutch to treat ailments and gain physical and spiritual protection. The Pennsylvania, uh, Pennsylvania Dutch were a group of German-speaking settlers uh, in Pennsylvania in the 16 and 1700s and are often uh, of Lutheran, Mennonite, uh, or Amish faiths. The Washington Post notes on the magic. They say many of the spells deal with the care of livestock, finding water, or the treatment of minor ailments, reflecting the conditions and concerns of early American settlers. But powwow also has within it a tradition of darker spells and even of such thing as conjuring demons. One notable ritual in their tradition is this hex to create loyalty in a dog. To attach a dog to a person provided nothing else was used before to affect it. So to try to um, try to draw some of your blood and let the dog eat it is what basically we're supposed to do along with his food. And allegedly he will stay with you. Uh, the mold found on the rotting carcasses in the Brett Zewis home was has caused illness among the family members. And they uh, say that the odor has not gone away. That is insanity. Uh, that is that is insane. I actually did a uh, I did a movie review on the uh, Pope's Exorcist, so you might be brand new here to the um, you might be brand here brand new here to the thing. So uh, I I just didn't like the ending. I thought the ending to the Pope Exorcist was just absurd, and I think they ruined it uh, because the Pope it, it was great. It led up everything that led up to the ending of it was good, and I think was legitimate. But it's just. Um, the end, I thought, oh, come on. Why? Why? Why are you doing this? It just, uh, to me, at the end of the uh, the movie, I just I just kind of threw up my hands and said, okay, this is, it ruined it. So that's from my perspective. I didn't like it. I did not like what they did at the end. They didn't need to do that. They just simply didn't. I, I, um, yep, I, I talked about the Vassilac uh, murder house just earlier. Now, get this. Here's a story. Friends noticed that Daniel Harkins... This is a true story. A 35-year-old school teacher near St. Petersburg, Florida, started acting strangely in June of 2012, developing an interest in demonic rituals. Soon after, she was arrested for abuse of seven of her former students, as the Tampa Bay Times reported. Daniel Harkins told the kids they needed to rid their bodies of demons. As the group gathered before dusk Saturday around a small fire near the St. Petersburg's pier, they should, quote, cut their skin to let the evil spirits out. Police said that she told the children. Then they needed to burn the wounds uh, to ensure that those spirits would not return. Man, when Harkins held a lighter to one teen's hand, when blew the flame out, a police said. Well, that prompted her to douse his hand in perfume before setting it on fire. The boy suffered second-degree burns, police said. Another teen was cut on the neck with a broken bottle. Harkins used a flame to heat a small key, which she then used to cauterize the wound. Man. The police were notified because a friend of one of the students who participated in the ritual raised alarms. However, none of the students themselves told their parents about the event or would comment following the arrest of Harkins for aggravated battery and child abuse. Now, NBC reported 
Investigators said they've spoken to Harkins, but she didn't spell out what type of religion would require such drastic measures. Quote, she hasn't informed us exactly what she was trying to accomplish with this, uh, the St. Petersburg police said. This is, this is insanity. This is, this is absolutely insane. Um, I'm not fluent in, in Latin, but I know the prayers of Latin. Now, yeah, we study that in the seminary, but I was, certainly wouldn't say that I could. Um, there's a difference between, you know, speaking in Latin in, in, the, um, in a regular common language, if you will. It really isn't really spoken, but uh, versus, um, you know, ministerial or Catholic or liturgy. Yeah, there's a big difference. So, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, 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 you know what? I, I, to me, I don't know what's going on in this world. Uh, Joseph, uh, different Catholic exorcists say nefarious is the closest to a true exorcism uh, out there. I can't wait to see your movie. Is it is is nefarious now? Is it playing, Joseph? Is it playing now in the theater? Well, thank you very much, there, uh, boxer. I've seen the uh, the um, the trailer. What is it? Uh, it's on the hour. What do you mean? I'm gonna have to find out. Um, so yeah. Oh, it's in the theater now. Okay. Well, Phoenician, uh, someone's asking about um, is Phoenician uh, Hebrew. Phoenician is a Canaanite language. Uh, It's closely related uh, to Hebrew. Uh, What's interesting, though, it's very little. It's a shame because as far as uh, the the written knowledge that we have of um, the Phoenician language or the Canaanite language, uh, except uh, what can be gathered, we have a few remnants of the um, El uh, Amarna, I think, letters. Uh, they were written by the uh, Canaanite kings, I think, to, um, I can't remember which pharaoh it was, but this was, I mean, 1400s, 1450, I think, B.C., or something like that. Um, so anyway, it, it's, it's uh, very it's close, but uh, it's not perfect or exact. So it's actually, actually it's closely related to the Hebrew and Moabite as well. So, All right, um, let's go into another one here. Talk about some experience you wanted to speak on. Oh, I, yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I've done. The, folks, keep in mind, I've been here for oh, quite some time. I'm for those of you who don't know, I'm here Sundays and Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I teach Bible study. Uh, it's open to everybody. And uh, by the way, I thankfully I I figured out um, uh, with the help of my sister, we figured out how to. Uh, do subscribers only chat. So uh, for our Bible study, we will be able to do on TikTok subscribers only, and, and not because I don't want people, everybody to chat, but just people come in and say some really vulgar things during Bible study. I'm like, come on, guys, come on. Um, so anyway, well, we'll we'll do that. But I am also here, of course, on Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then uh, Saturday tomorrow. I don't believe Miss Wilma. Uh, it is Janelle. It is now free on Prime Video. What, are, Janelle? Are you telling me nefarious? 
but but Nefarious is on the the movie theater. People are saying, how is it free on Prime Video? Oh, Miss Wilma, she's sick, folks. She has double pneumonia, and uh, God love her. She just uh, she's struggling. I I don't believe she'll be here with us tomorrow. Uh, Miss Wilma is my 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 best buddy. Uh, she's like a. It's in the theater. Uh, Pastor Paul is saying it's in the theater, not on Prime yet, Janelle. So I, I, I don't know. Let me, hold on. Let me just find out right now. Because apparently I, we're getting some conflicting information. Oh, you can rent or buy it. No, it's, this is 2020, Janelle. I think you got, I think you're a bit, um, this is 2020. Let me see. Hold on, everybody. Because I'll, I'll do a movie review. Um, Mark leaves his girlfriend to be with Natasha, the girl he truly loves, blah, 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 blah. No, I think you're confusing. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, it's a 2020 movie there, Janelle. So, yeah, please pray for Miss Wilma. Miss Wilma is my, I consider her family, and she's 68 years old. She has multiple sclerosis. Uh, she is in heart failure. She has a pacemaker. But she likes to come on, and she just loves to joke and uh, have a good time. So just keep her in, in your um, uh, in your thoughts and prayers. That that would be very nice. We we would certainly appreciate that. I I just saw it. I'll I'll check if I can buy it. I'll I'll just buy it, and then I'll watch it, and I'll tell you all about it tomorrow. I just checked, folks, uh, but it does it does not show that it's available for purchase on my Amazon Prime. If you guys can confer, I will. Um, I can't, I don't see it here where you can buy new releases, Left Behind, Infinity Pool, Children of the Corn, um, Swallowed. Uh, I don't see anything where it says Nefarious on, on where you can buy it. But I'll check, and if you can, then I'll, I'll purchase it to see. But I don't see that it's, uh, it's, it's, it's available for folks. I because I, I do want to give you uh, – so what I'll do tonight is I'll look through it carefully, and I'll see if there's any way I can purchase this movie. And if I can, uh, then I will watch it, and I'll give you the, mov- the movie review. Okay, the older version. Okay, the, oh, yeah, okay, the older version. Okay. Okay, so we'll, we'll check it out. All right, listen to this. Uh, the Death of Alisa Lamb. Uh, it's not there. I just checked. It's not there. Not the 2023. Uh, Elisa Lamb was last seen on January 31st, 2013, in the lobby of the CISA Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. She was vacationing through the West Coast, documenting a trip on her blog and checking in with her parents every day. On January 31st, those calls stopped. Lamb had vanished. Soon the police were involved and her parents arrived to help with the search. They had nothing. That February, LAPD released elevator surveillance footage of Lamb before her disappearance. The footage shows Lamb behaving strangely in the elevator, appearing to talk with invisible people, peering around the corner of the door, crouching in the corner and opening and closing the door. But what exactly is going on in this video raises more questions than answers. Theories range from a psychotic episode to demonic possession to unknown assailants just out of the camera's view. Around that time, hotel guests started reporting weird things happening with the Cecil Hotel water supply. Yeah, uh, CNN reported the shower, quote, the quote, the shower was awful, said Sabina Boff, uh, who spent eight days there. 
during the investigation, when you turned the tap on, the water was coming black first for two seconds, and then it was going back to normal. The tap water tasted horrible. I think Bao said uh, it had a very funny, sweetie, disgusting taste. It's a very strange taste. I can barely describe it. But for a week, they never complained. We never thought of anything of it. And she said we thought it was just the way it was. That That's the way it was. Well, on the morning of February 19th, a hotel employee climbed to the roof and used a ladder to investigate the hotel's water storage tanks. That's where authorities found the decomposing naked body of lamb, whose personal items were found nearby. After an autopsy, her death was labeled accidental. NBC Los Angeles reported at the time about the strange circumstances in the hotel's past. You see, the tank has a metal latch that can be opened, but authorities said access to the roof is secured with an alarm and lock. The single-room occupancy hotel has an unusual history. Night stalker Richard Ramirez, who was found guilty of 14 slayings in the 1980s, lived on the 14th floor for several months in 1985. An international serial killer, Jack Unterweger, uh, Unter is suspected of murdering three prostitutes during the time he lived there in 1991. He killed himself in jail in 1994. In 1962, a female occupant jumped out of one of the hotel's windows, killing herself and a pedestrian on whom she landed. In February 2021, uh, a Netflix doc called Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel, explored Elisa's tragic case and the history of the cursed Cecil Hotel. Man, that's crazy. That is crazy. Um, yeah, apparently two. Uh, two. You know, skinwalkers, um, it's interesting. I, I have never experienced what I, what I thought I believe was a skinwalker. But uh, I've had Willie Windwalker Gibson on, who was a shaman, who is a shaman. And he talked about uh, skinwalkers and his experience as a shaman. I'll, I'll have him again. I, th I think I'll have him on again because it was a great show. I mean, it was really, um, Willie has been in the paranormal for a long, long, long time. So I, I think I'll try to bring him back on because I think that would be interesting. Uh, I've never, well, a Eucharistic, do, first of all, there's a question, do I believe in the stigmata? Yes, I do. There are cases that are very well documented. Uh, the stigmata, by the way, is not a curse, is not considered a curse. No one has ever had a legitimate uh, stigmatic case that they considered a curse. It's never happened. So stigmata are the wounds, someone who, is, who are bearing the wounds of Christ. So, but there's never been a case ever where someone thought it was a curse. Uh, as far as a um, a Eucharistic miracle, no, I, I, I wouldn't say a miracle. However, I, I've talked about this before in, um, in Bible study. I was doing a paranormal conference, and they asked me if I would have Mass on Sunday. And I thought, well, that's very unique. Absolutely, I'd love to do it. So uh, I had Mass right there on Sunday. And a gentleman, when it was time to distribute communion, he walked up to me. And he had his arms crossed, and which means I can't receive. I'll just, uh, can you offer a blessing instead? And the music was playing, so no one heard our conversation. But I asked him, I said, would you like to receive? And he said, yes, but I can't. I said, well, why not? And he said, because my wife cheated on me and she divorced me. And the priest, the, uh, the parish priest told me that I was in uh, um, mortal sin and that I could never, ever again receive communion. So this poor guy, I said, so for 15 years, you've been told 
that you are in error and you can never receive communion? He said, no. And I said, would you like to receive communion today? And he looked at me and his eyes started, you know, swelling up with tears. And he said, yes. And he started, I could see him shaking. I mean, he was, I mean, he, it was just, you could see the, uh, the immense, the, the poor guy had just been so much, so, so much trauma. And so I distributed communion to him and he just sobbed. He just, he sobbed. So I, I remember, you know, giving him a hug and he was just shaking. I mean, it just, I, could, I could feel him just let go of all that nonsense that that parish priest told him. And he's just shaking, sobbing. You know, and people, you know, and I'm, I'm sure people in the audience were thinking, well, what did the bishop just say to this guy? <laughs> you know, but um, it was, that was a powerful moment. That was a very, very powerful moment. One that I will never forget. So, uh, yeah, we just finished uh, Elisa. Now, uh, an exorcism in Indianapolis, if you've never heard of this story, listen to this. Last year, well, not a couple years ago, actually, the Indianapolis Star published a lengthy report on a family terrorized by three children allegedly possessed by demons. Well, a family, they were terrorized. They had three children. They were uh, possessed by demons. The account of LaToya Ammons, you probably know the story, and her family tells disturbing stories of children climbing the walls getting thrown across rooms, children threatening doctors in deep, unnatural voices. Now, it would seem like something straight out of a movie, uh, of a work of fantasy, except all of these accounts were more or less corroborated with nearly 800 pages of official records obtained by the Indianapolis Star and recounted in more than a dozen interviews with police, DCS personnel, psychologists, family members, and a Catholic priest. One of the more chilling sections of the report include a segment about the possessed nine-year-old girl. Well, thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. This is the, this is the problem that I have with this one, especially because he's nine years old. Um, I read it, and I, I think there could be something else going on besides. But anyway, according to Washington Originals DCS report, um. An account corroborated by Walker, the nurse, uh, she had a nine-year-old girl had a weird grin and walked backward up a wall to the ceiling. He then uh, flipped over Campbell, landing on his feet. He never let go of his grandmother's hand. Another segment of the piece reads, a 12-year-old would later tell mental health professionals that she sometimes felt as if she were being choked and held down so she couldn't speak or move. She said she heard a voice say she'd never see her family again and wouldn't live another 20 minutes. People have asked me about the Hell House uh, in, in, in uh, Indiana. And why would Zach do this? And why would Zach uh, look? And I've said this before. I, I, am, um, I consider Zach a friend. Zach actually was a very smart. It was a very smart decision for him to buy the home. You have to remember Zach is uh, the executive producer. Uh, he's the owner of, um, of Ghost Adventures. Now, if you buy the home the buy, and you're doing a documentary and a television show on it, you have 24-7 access to the location. I've said this many times before. To me, that's very smart. Yeah, the Demon House. Because he bought the house for $35,000. Well, that's, that is pocket change if you have 24-7 access to that location. So people say, well, I don't know why he bought it. Well, why, why wouldn't he? It's a business decision. It's a smart decision. 
because if you have 24-7 access, uh, 365 days, how, how, whatever, every day if you want to go there. I mean, that would be thousands upon thousands and thousands of dollars to have that type of access. So you have to remember from the business perspective, and I'm just talking business, he's an executive producer. Well, why wouldn't he? So, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, well, hello there, Australia. Welcome. There is a, there's a case here as, uh, well, we're, we're going to, I'm going to ask, our, first of all, if you have any questions before we get into uh, any more. Um, uh, well, actually, the house has, has been uh, torn down. So. So here's some more uh, uh, ghost stories. If, if, if this is, These are really interesting, by the way. And uh, this was written, let's see, by uh, Beverly Jenkins. A voice in a woman's head diagnosed her brain tumor. You heard me right, folks. Voices in a woman's head diagnosed her brain tumor. Listen to this. This is when I read this. I thought, my goodness. In nine, it was 1984. A woman was sitting at home reading when she suddenly heard a very clear voice inside her head. The voice told her, quote, please don't be afraid. I know it must be shocking for you to hear me speaking to you like this, but this is the easiest way I could think of. My friend and I used to work at the Children's Hospital, Great Ormond Street, and we would like to help you. Okay, so this is what she says she heard. After a series of medical tests, including psychological assessments, the patient was eventually diagnosed with a large, benign brain tumor. The voice continued to speak to her throughout the medical testing. After she had surgery to remove the tumor, the patient heard from the voices one last time after regaining consciousness when she heard them say, quote, we are pleased to have helped you. Goodbye. She reported no post-surgical problems and never heard the voice again. And the study of a patient diagnosing her own brain tumor with the help of the mysterious voices in her head was published, by the way, by the British Medical Journal. Isn't that, that is like, what? When I read that, I was like, okay, I have to tell you guys about this. And, um, listen to this, Guardian Angels. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep, uh, SMRT, Guardian Angel, certainly. That would make, uh, that would absolutely make a lot of sense. Yeah. Or, or uh, you know, it could be a family member. You just, but, but, but they, they, let's see, but they said that they worked at this clinic. And so it's just interesting. So anyway, listen to this. Imaginary friend or visiting relative. This is a true story. It says here, quote, my grandfather passed away just a few weeks after I was born. Never met the guy. Never knew what he looked like. When I was five years old, I started to see this man in our rocking chair. I called him the rocking chair man. My parents thought it was the imaginary friend stage, but it started to bug them when I told them every single day that I was seeing him. They finally questioned me about it, and I told them every detail I could remember, and they finally showed me a picture of a man. It was my grandfather. 
to this day, person says, I'm now 22, and every time I dream, he's in the background somewhere. I remember when I dreamt about my high school graduation, and I looked in the stands, and I saw him with my parents. I think, I like to think that he's just watching out for me and being there when he's not really physically there. So this five-year-old kid was seeing this man in a rocking chair in his home, and the parents said, does it look like this? And he's like, that's him. That's, that's the person. It was his grandfather. See, when you, when you have things like that, man, that's, that's, pretty, in, that's pretty intense. Uh, th- those are really interesting cases when you have things. I love cases like that. Now, people, um, let's see, uh, Spain, I have not. People have asked me about past life, uh, reincarnation. I did a show on that uh, about reincarnation before. Maybe I'll do it again later on, but not right now. But listen to this. Uh, this allegedly, this is from a truce, uh, from Vicki uh, Pocock, um, beyondreligion.com, and this is what she says. Several years ago, when my daughter was just three years old, my husband and I were watching a TV show about 9-11. It was on or around the anniversary of the event, and my daughter, who was coloring nearby, looked up when she saw, when the screen showed a plane hitting one of the World Trade Center buildings. She said to us, I died there. Then she went right back to coloring like she hadn't said a word. We had never talked to her about the concept of death and never discussed 9-11 with her. And since then, she has not said anything else about it. But now, if something comes on TV about 9-11, she says, I don't want to watch this anymore. See, now... See, when you have things like this, it, may, it, it kind of scratches your head. It kind of makes you think, well, that's an interesting situation. Um, I, I just, I have a problem. Uh, I have a real problem with the whole reincarnation. But I don't know. What do you guys think of reincarnation? Do you think that's a, do you think that's legitimate or do you think um, that's ridiculous? I don't know. Maybe, yeah. See, here's the problem. I have not done a show on Fatima, but I, I mean, we could perhaps maybe on a, a Bible study. See, here's the problem with reincarnation. There are there are some cases where you have to kind of scratch your head and say, well, I, I don't know how I can explain this one. The, the, the thing that I don't like about reincarnation is this. A couple things. The whole purpose of reincarnation is for you to reach the highest stage of consciousness, to do better, not to repeat the mistakes that you made in your previous life. Okay, fine. The problem is you don't know the mistakes that you made in your previous life. So therefore, if you don't know the mistakes that you made in your previous life, then aren't you doomed to repeat them again? Now, people say, well, you can do uh, go under hypnotherapy. And, but again, that's not that. some people say that's a pseudoscience. It's, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting theory. And also with reincarnation, here's the one thing I don't like about it. One of the several things I don't like about it. It's almost as if, you know, if you make really bad mistakes in this life, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. The, uh, the universe will recycle you over again. It's almost like a washing machine. The, the, the universe will recycle you over and over and over until you get it right. 
And it's, to me, I just have a problem with that. I just have an issue uh, with that, that type of, it takes, it does take free will out of the equation, really, ultimately, because uh, with, with reincarnation, you're just recycled over and over. So I don't know. Uh, to, to me, it's a little concerning. It's, it's just a little concerning. Uh, listen to this. Uh, it's not, no, it's not biblical. A Skeletor. Listen to this story. Uh, the Hampton Court Palace CCTV ghost. Listen to this, guys. The Hampton Court Pal- uh, Palace in Surrey is thought to be one of the most haunted buildings in England. So according to their website, the castle is officially haunted by at least three ghosts. Catherine Howard, the screaming lady in the haunted gallery, has been spotted multiple times over the years by palace workers and guests alike. Sybil Penn, the great lady of Hampton Court Palace, who has been spotted roaming the palace since her tomb was moved back in 1829. And the palace's most notable notable haunting, however, has to be Skeletor. We're talking about He-Man? The creepy apparition that was caught on the palace's CCTV in 2003. You guys can take a look at this. You can Google this. Uh, Palace officials explain on their website... On three consecutive days, palace security staff were called to close one particular fire door near the palace's introductory exhibition. On the first day, CCTV footage showed the doors flying wide open with great force, but there was nothing to reveal why. On the second day, the same thing happened, but this time a ghostly-looking figure in period dress suddenly appeared on the screen and closed the doors. They add the doors opened again on the third day, but there was no further sign of the ghostly doorkeeper. So is this the ghost of the palace's most famous resident, Henry VIII? So you can watch it. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's called Hampton Court Palace. So there you go. That's what you'll know. Hampton Court Palace in Surrey. Uh, it's in England, S-U-R-R-E-Y. And take a look at that. And I saw it. I thought, well, that's pretty interesting. Uh, matter of fact, uh, let me look at let me look at it really again, because I've I've seen it. It's been a while since I've seen it again. I just want to watch it one more time. But it is. Um, so I'm typing in Hampton H A M P T O N uh, Court Palace. There's even a documentary too. Um, I'll just. Type in ghost. Oh, wow. There's, there's a lot of... Um... Oh, here it is. Yeah, here's the Skeletor. Of course, there's always commercials. I hate these commercials, uh, these ads. Yep, here it is in 2003. I've seen this before. The uh, following footage was captured on CCTV. Doors are sprung open, and there's this... The Skeletor looks kind of looks like a skeleton. Take a look at it. It's on uh, YouTube. There's clearly something there. Yeah, I mean, that's that kind of does look... I mean, it's kind of creepy. Uh, so take a look at that. I, what I did is I typed that, typed it, Hampton Court Palace CCTV Ghost Skeletor. So for those of you... Um, yeah, that's what it's called. Hampton Court Palace CCTV Ghost Skeletor. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. So, 
take a look and see what you guys think. Uh, but here's one. It's not against uh, it's not against the church doctrine at all. And and I, here, here's why I'm going to add, Jax. I'll answer that question. This is why, Jax. Because families who are going through hell are being told by a lot of investigators, it's all in your imagination, it doesn't exist, ignore it, and then they get no help from the church. None. None. And then they call people who actually understand that these things exist, and they're terrified. They're legitimately terrified. And then I go to their home, never charging one penny, never. I have investigators go to their home to investigate what's going on, They don't charge one penny ever, and they investigate to find out what's going on in that family's home. And then we get involved, the church gets involved, if we have to perform the minor rite of exorcism. So we do this for people like perhaps maybe yourself one day, if you have a family, and you have activity in your home, and it's scaring maybe your kids or your wife. And thank God you have clergy who are not going to ignore you or going to tell you that it's all in your head or it's all make-believe because I can't tell you how many times people have told me that their clergy member refused to help them because they thought they were making it all up. People who were police officers, who were in the military, who were doctors, who are lawyers, who are teachers, who refused to go back into their home because terrible, terrible activity is occurring. So what I do is I answer the calls at 3, 4, 5 in the morning. I get in my car and I drive 11, 12, what, however many hours I need to to get to these people's home, never charging one penny and paying for it out of my own pocket, which I don't get paid as clergy. So I do the best that I can. And I bless their home and I help them and I listen to them. So what I do is I teach about the dangers of investigating, so you might not know anything about my my um, my channel, but I've been here for a while. I have over well, almost close to twenty five hundred videos on my TikTok channel where I teach about the dangers of investigations, and I've been doing this now for over twenty years. So that's why um, I, I've. It's very important, very important. Oh, retrocognition. Yep. Um, People always ask me about this, and they always say, well, why do you do this, and why do you, why do you, because people need help. Here's here's what I do know. If it were your family, you would be thanking God that there were clergy out there that would actually listen to you, try to help you, try to debunk what's going on. Folks, I'm not running around chasing ghosts. I'm not going around chasing Bigfoot. Well, Bigfoot's pretty cool, actually, when you think about it. But I'm not going around. I don't have time to, to, to uh, I don't like the word ghost hunt anyway. I've never liked that word. I hate, I, hate that, I hate that term. When I get involved with a case, let me just explain what I, because a lot of people don't know. When I get involved with a family, it is because they are going through hell. It is because they are truly, legitimately terrified. And they are having activity in their home that they can't explain. Many times they have children, and the children are truly, truly frightened. So here's what I do. This is all I do. 
I then contact paranormal investigators, I've said this before, who actually buy the equipment out of their own pocket. And this equipment is not cheap. Why do they buy equipment? Because they have to document what's going on in the house. We have to verify the claim that, that, that people are, are saying that's going on. We need to verify it. Not only that, but also if you have high EMF electromagnetic field, if you have high EMF reading, high EMF readings can cause many of uh, the symptoms that people would think that there's a demonic issue, sickness, lightheadedness, migraines, especially if you have exposed wiring. So you do base readings before you do any type of investigation to determine what type of readings are, the, whether it be uh, the temperature. There is a lot that happens during an investigation. You gather all the information. You gather everything to validate the claim or so that you can debunk it. You know, if, if the things that's going, the, the things, they're hearing rattling noises in the walls is because of pipes or whatever it might be. So we try to debunk. That's the goal, debunk. But there are times where you cannot debunk. There are times where, for example, if a crucifix is thrown across the room, you can't simply say, well, that must have been the air conditioner turned on. Paranormal investigators go to these people's homes, not charging one penny, not charging one dime, nothing. They travel sometimes for hours upon hours to go to these people. They don't even know. They don't they don't owe these people anything, but they want to help. So they go to these people's homes and they investigate. They gather all the information. And then if they are seeing, experiencing things that they can't explain, then they come to me and say, look, we're, we're, we need your help here. And that's when I get involved. So I get involved. It's amazing. When I went, it, 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 I, I don't understand the problem. I don't understand the issue with people not understanding this ministry, to me, that doesn't quite make, it doesn't make sense to me. I bless people's homes. That's what I do. And God forbid, if there needs an exorcism, I've only done 30 in over 20 years, so it's very rare, but it does happen. And if there is a demonic infestation, if it's violent, then I perform the minor rite of exorcism. It's all free. You will never, ever see people say, well, you're doing this for fame. I don't charge. And you will never, ever see, never, a video of me in someone's home performing the minor rite of exorcism so that I can sensationalize it. In over 20 years, you will never, ever see a video. Never, because I've never done it. I've never, I will never take advantage of someone's suffering just so I can get likes on social media. That's it. That's it. it, it I, I don't under, I just, to me, it's, it's unfair. I can't get it. I can't understand why people have an issue with me going to people's homes and blessing their homes. I don't, so I, 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 I don't, if you can explain that to me, that would be great because that's what I do. That's it. Uh, I'm, you know, I, that's the best way I can explain it. So I work with, um, I work with, well, first of all, when you're dealing with an exorcism, that's, that, that is a different uh, ball game altogether. If someone is, is, is claiming or if a family member is claiming that their, their loved one is possessed, uh, we require a psychological evaluation. That is non-negotiable. That is non-negotiable. And I've talked about many reasons why. 
I'm seeing a lot of people, a lot of people, especially on social media, calling themselves pastors, putting videos or cameras in front of people and then performing what they claim are exorcisms, and they're not. They're entertainment. It is, it's blasphemy. This is not something you do for entertainment. It's not something you do to take advantage of someone's suffering so that you can get likes on social media. That is blasphemy. It's wrong. It is evil. What's next? Now, like I said, we're going to put a camera in, in the confessional. But people are doing that. And it just, so when someone claims or needs help or they think that they are possessed or a family member thinks that they are possessed, a psychological evaluation is required. I, won't, I, won't, I don't even talk to them unless that, that has to happen. We have, a, uh, we have a licensed mental health therapist in the state of Florida. She's a licensed in the state of Florida to offer psychological evaluations. So they must speak to her. If they can't afford a psychiatrist, because it's expensive, I understand, and sometimes the insurance doesn't cover it, she offers it at an incredibly affordable, cheap, I mean, really. So she gives them a huge uh, you know, financial discount. It's very inexpensive. I mean, these things can be four or $500. Uh, so she might charge $75. And these are two hours. These are a very in-depth psychological evaluation. She's a licensed mental health therapist. That happens first. Then when we have all the information that we need, the medical medicines, what she's taking, can it cause hallucinations? We want to make sure we have to rule out the psychological aspect. Then we have a team go and they investigate. They either validate or they debunk. It's one or the other. And then if there's something there, then I get involved. But I have traveled up to 12 hours. I've driven up, up to almost 12 hours in, in one location, pay for the hotel out of my own pocket, pay for the, either the plane out of my own pocket or rent a car out of my own pocket, never charging, never have, never will. So this is what I, that, that's what I do. Um, yeah, you just, you have to, it, it, this is a ministry. And I only work with people who understand. Oh, you, you, I, I appreciate, Jax, I really appreciate the question. I only work with paranormal teams. Number one, I do not work with a team that thinks everything is demonic. I, I want nothing to do with those teams. Nothing. I don't work with those teams. I work with people who are professional in their own field. I'm, there's people that I have. A, I have a friend of mine who is a, uh, uh, well, he's a retired military there's an individual who's a, uh, a sheriff. Uh, there's an attorney. There's a person. Matter of fact, we had uh, uh, several people who are medical professionals. They were, um, uh, they called them nurse practitioners, I think. I-, I have people that I work with who've been in the field for a long time. And they use the logical perspective. They try to debunk. That is their goal, to debunk what's going on in the house. So I don't work with people who, oh, you got a demon, and the very first thing they're screaming, you got a demon. You, I don't, I have, no, I don't want, I, I don't want to associate. I don't want to associate with my with people like that, because I think it's irresponsible. Because there are people that there are paranormal teams that will go into a house. You have to understand, there are people who are legitimately frightened, and they're having activity in their home that they can't explain, and so they're already scared. I've had people who will stay in a hotel and will not go back into their home. Now, that breaks my heart. I feel for those people. I mean, they have children, and they won't go back home. 
because they are legitimately that afraid. So this is why I'm passionate about this ministry, because I would want someone to help my family. I would want a, a clergy to help. If, if I was going through it, I wasn't clergy or if, or if I had a, my family member, if they were going through, I would want clergy to help them, not turn away from them or make fun of them. That's wrong. That, that just that's evil. So that's that's what we do. And it's it's not it really isn't more it's it, it's as simple as that when I say simple I mean, there's a, it's it's extensive but I don't like people who immediately go in to people's homes and scream demon everything is a demon everything a, a, a dog passes gas and it's a demon I'm I'm not kidding there are some people guys that they are real and those people I I, I those people are, I stay away from I, I don't associate with those people because they think everything is a demon. And it's just simply, it's not. And then, and then I've had people actually go to people's homes, and the people are really afraid. I mean, these homeowners are afraid. The parents are terrified. The kids are scared. And they have some person who claims to be a psychic medium. And as soon as they walk into the house, oh, I feel a demon, and it wants to kill your children. Well, what are you supposed to do with that? Because the parents are looking at these people as professionals, as experts in the field, and you have this jack leg coming in saying you're a psychic medium and there's a demon and it wants to kill your kids. Well, great. Now what? Now, how do you fix that? And then they do mumble jumble kind of a nonsense stuff. And uh, they put it all over YouTube just to scare the hell out of the families. So then they can get the likes. Uh, I've never done that. I never will. Never will. But that's, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's the way it goes. You know, it's, uh, I've had, um, I've had a lot of people, I've had a lot of people harass me because I do, I've done this ministry. I'm not going to apologize. I won't apologize to anybody. Nobody. I don't care who the hell it is. I'm not going to apologize to anybody to answer someone's phone call in the middle of the night who are legitimately afraid, and I will not apologize to anybody to help them because I would want someone to do that for me if it was my family. Stigmata cases, yep. Yeah, uh, stigmata cases, uh, yeah. The movie Stigmata is absurd. Uh, you're, well, you're, so that that's um, yeah. That's uh, I just want to, you know, make sure. Yeah, the bulldog. Yeah, bulldog. Yeah, that might be the, the situation. So anyway, that's uh, some people. But uh, people sometimes are, are afraid of what they don't understand, and I understand. I get that. I get that. But don't. Uh, don't attack someone's character. This is a calling that God has called me to serve in. This is not something that I chose to do on a Friday night. I don't do this for fame because I don't charge. When you do something for fame, you do it to be famous so you can make money. I don't charge. I never have. So the idea of be, doing it for fame is stupid. It's idiotic. And, and if I did this for fame, to be honest with you, you would see the 30 exorcisms that I've already performed. You would see them all over social media. You've never seen one. I've done this over two, two decades. You will never see ever one exorcism that I have performed on the 30 people that I performed. You, I, would, I truly believe I would lose my salvation because I think that would be an abomination. That, that to me would be irresponsible and if if i ever did that i should be stripped of every ministerial duties and i 
No, I, 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 I would never do it anyway. As a matter of fact, I've, ta- I, uh, I've talked to you guys about this. I was at a paranormal conference, and I was doing a show uh, teaching about the dangers of paranormal investigating. That's what I've been doing for 20 years. I go to paranormal conferences, and I tell people, folks, you go out and you investigate. You need to know this is dangerous stuff. This is not something you play around with. And I, this is, I've been doing this. That's, that's what I teach. That's it. Don't play with Ouija boards. You go out and you investigate. You got to understand there's consequences. And there was a, uh, a network. It was not the Travel Channel, but there was a network that contacted me. And uh, I put them on speakerphone. And it was a room full of people. We were talking about demonology and things. And they were saying, uh, uh, you know, Bishop Long, uh, we would like to offer you a show. It's been greenlit. Greenlit means. Um, it's, it's, it's ready to go. It's been approved by the network. You don't have to go through the sizzle reel. A sizzle reel is when you uh, do like a $30,000 sizzle reel. You kind of just spice it up. You show what you're going to do, and you pitch it to networks. Now, this has been greenlit, so it's all, the network's already proved it. So all, we, all you have to do is perform exorcisms on individuals so that we can film it to let people know. And they did, oh, it's so, so important because we want to let everybody know that this stuff is real. And all. They, they, sold, they, they were selling it big time. I said, well, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to church, and I, if you're a Catholic, I want you to go to confession, and I want you to ask for, for forgiveness. And if you're not, you need to confess, because what you have just done is an abomination, and I don't ever want you to speak to me again. And I hung the phone up. And they, and they promise, oh, you can have, it's a $10,000 guaranteed per episode with like 10 episodes, I don't know what it is. And, and then you can serve as, as a producer in the second season. If they were going on, if, you, if you're an executive producer or you're a producer, then you get more money than if you're just talent. So they were, they were and this was a room full of people. All, all I got to do is perform an exorcism on someone on camera. That's all I got to do. That's it, they say. So don't ever, don't ever Approach, approach me like I, I it's appalling 136,000 likes thank you very much everybody on, on TikTok I'd, I'd sincerely appreciate um, I do I, I appreciate all of you guys doing that and offering uh, the, the likes on TikTok 137,000 thank you very much okay so we, we have a few minutes um, I'll stay by the way I'm going to stay with TikTok a little bit uh, after the presentation this evening which is about uh, in about Oh, 10 more minutes. We have about 10 more minutes or so. So um, so if you have questions, I'll be happy to answer them and go from there. Yeah, stay away from Ouija boards, guys. Just stay away from it. Uh, it's a, da, 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 da. Haunted dolls, what's your views? Let me tell you something. I, I can't go. I'm not allowed to go into detail, but I, I will say this. The, sh- the, the brand new show that I'll be appearing on on June 1st on the Travel Channel uh, it's called Eli Roth presents the Le- uh, the Legion of Exorcist, and uh, it's it's again for those of you who just join us. Um, uh, I'm a cast member on the show, and it, there are it's very cool. It's very unique because it's never been done before. There are exorcists in different denominations. We gather together around a table. We discuss. It's a beautiful chapel we were in. This was in uh, California, and we discuss cases. Our our cases that we worked. And they, uh, the network, uh, they decided then to reenact those cases as we're talking about it. Very, very powerful. So I, I, that's going to be June the 1st on the Travel Channel and I think HBO and Discovery and things like this. But I, there's a particular story. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. There's a story uh, that 
they will be airing in which it has something. And I've talked about this before. So this uh, about a doll. And uh, I will talk about um, because I've talked about this before. So this particular doll, I can say this because I've said this many, many times before uh, I filmed the show. I was in Louisville, Kentucky doing a presentation on the dangers of the paranormal and investigation. And I had this particular doll that was removed from a house. And I'm not going to go into details right now because they, they asked me to just kind of don't talk about it anymore. But I can, t- I can say this. When I went to the paranormal conference, I took it out of its case. Now, there was an, uh, a uh, firefighter there in the front row. I normally don't ever take things like this out of the case, uh, but they were like, well, what's, what, we want, you know, we'll just take it out of the case. We want to just, you know, feel it. We want to see because you can smell the smoke. That's all I can say. Can't go any further. And I took it out of the case, but no one wanted to touch it. And, someone, and I turned around, and someone asked me a question, and I didn't put it back in the case, and I put it right next to my laptop. This is a laptop that I've been saving for for a while because I wanted to upgrade you know, the, the, uh, the, PDF, not the, the PowerPoints because I had an older laptop. I put it right next to my laptop. I turned around to address the question, and the firefighter in the front row, Bishop Long, behind you, I turned around. My laptop was on fire. Now, this was, this was seen by a whole room full of people at, uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, at Mid-South Paranormal Conference. It caught fire. And there's a reason I'm saying that, because you'll have to watch the episode to find out. I do have, uh, I do own the doll. I do have it. And um, once the show airs, then I will present it and uh, talk about it. Why do I, why, people always ask me, why do I have these things? I tell people, if you have these items, stop collecting these haunted items. Stop it. Leave them alone. Nothing good comes from this. But people want to collect them, and when they take them, they bring them home, then all hell breaks loose in their home. And so what I do is I tell them, okay, fine, you need to send me the item. I will come to your home, and I will bless your home. I will, thank you very much. I will perform the minor rite of exorcism again. That's a blessing. That's, you don't perform an exorcism on a building. You bless a building. You perform the minor rite of exorcism on the demonic entity that's infested itself within the building. So I bless the home. I remove the item, and I teach people about the dangers that with collecting these items because there are dangers to collect. And I tell them, stop collecting them. Leave them alone. Nothing good, nothing good comes from collecting them, folks. And uh, so I'll be talking about that. Uh, so after, I don't know when the episode's going to air, but again, it's on Travel Channel, Discovery, and uh, I think HBO. Uh, that's going to be on June 1st. Okay. I think so, Allison. Maybe one day I'll do a, a presentation on that topic. For those of you on Spreaker, I'm going to say uh, good night to you guys. I'm not leaving. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.